We're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know we're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting here with my best friend, Tone. What's up, bud? What's going on, homie? Uh, so we got Nina again today, and I'm stoked about it because uh, she just always is dropping the bombs. Yeah, I, you know, I'm excited. I'm always excited to see her and talk to her, but she, uh, yeah, she's really going to help a lot of people out with uh, this topic. Yeah, I, I, we haven't even talked about this, but I can't tell you how grateful we are for the relationship that we have with uh, with Nina. I just... The response that we've gotten, the response that she's gotten um, from the podcast and just, just, I I don't know. The friendship. The friendship, exactly. And like, I know it took us a few months to kind of get on air, um, but once we finally did, we knew that it was kind of like a long time relationship for us. And I'm just really grateful for that. So thank you, Miss Nina. Yeah, right. Exactly. So Miss Nina, welcome back. Thank you guys. Oh my God. You guys are going to have me already starting to shed some tears. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it started. Right. You know, um, no, thank you so much for having me back. I feel like, um, I like, I live in your podcast, which I love. It's like my home. So thank you so much for, for having me back and, um, believing in me and, uh, just, I just love it. I love the relationship that we have created and I'm also very grateful and thankful to you both. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Hey, so um, uh, what are we? Uh, what are we talking about today, Neen? Ooh, we're going to talk about the good stuff. So we're going to talk about decreasing your expenses. I'm going to give just a couple tips on how you can decrease your expenses because this, you know, we're so tight when we when we talk about profit margins in this business. We run so tight. You know, whether you are a suite owner or you're a renter or you are a commission salon owner, there's really not a lot of room for error. And so every single dollar counts. I think that's going to be my tagline because I swear I say it like 150 <laughs> times a day. Every single dollar counts. And so I just want to give a couple tips today for everybody to uh, decrease their expenses, pay more attention to things really staying on budget and being mindful when it comes to budget and really kind of just kick off. And I mean, can you guys, can you guys guess where 
everybody is is spending or overspending the most like what area would you guys say it would be i mean it would have to i mean everyone always always complains about like color waste right like yeah. that's that's that, that's what i would that, that's what i would guess i mean that's what that's what been pounded in our head our entire career <laughs> even product right i mean because i you know i don't do color Corey's my colorist so he wouldn't he would know that more than i but uh yeah, I mean, even, even like just, back bar color or like back bar product. Yeah, I mean, just product in general. But yeah, back bar uh, tends to be a big one for me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you guys really you both hit it. So there is a ton of color waste, which when there's color waste, then that means that uh, the owner is spending so much more money on color. So it's back bar. So where, where people are overspending are their consumable items. So back bar, color, foils. Um, but mainly color and, uh, you know, developer, lightener, things like that. And even if they're supplying their own leaders and, uh, you know, shampoo leaders, shampoo and conditioner, that's part of this, this category. So that's one part where people are overspending, but also it's the retail. Retail is such a money sucker because you think of all of the money that's just sitting on a shelf. And it's nets money just being wasted, right? When retail isn't being sold. And when, when you have a salon owner or, or an owner or a renter, a suite owner or a renter that's going out and they're not on a consistent ordering cycle, they're going to the beauty supply and literally like a kid in a candy store every other day, like, oh, I need a couple tubes of this, or I need a couple tubes of that, or I need, you know, some hairspray. And it's just doing that a couple days a week you're overspending. So the retail side is one, one area of problem. And then we also have the consumables and back bar color. It's like kind of going to the grocery store when you're hungry, right? Yes. So you end up buying a whole, <laughs> a whole lot more than you really need. Spend us out of your budget there too, right? Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Or, or it's like going to Target to go get paper towels and then $300 later, right? You right. come out of Target. Oh, look at that new cool brush. Or <laughs> that cool. Exactly. Yeah. So, so those are the two areas. So I'd like to give some, some information, maybe some organizational skills, if you will, in budgeting and some percentages too, if we can talk about that to um, help suite owners, renters, and then the commission salon owner to pay attention and be mindful of what their budget is. So then they are aware, like, this is what I have to spend and I really can't go over. So that's kind of what I, what I, what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah, let's get in. Let's get into it. So how do you want to tackle this? Do you want to um, kind of go like where the waste is and go, you know, like a line item kind of thing? Well, we can't. So let's talk about waste. So, and I know this because I was a, a commission salon owner and, you know, when you have five, six, seven stylists, 10, 15 stylists mixing color, it can become very wasteful. And that's actually one of the, um, I see this a lot on the forums, you know, what can I do about waste? How do I stop waste? And, you know, it's, I, I think a good thing to do for yourself and then also for the salon owners to do is come up with a chart that states, you know, if you're mixing a base color, you know, it's 60 grams or ounces, however you weigh it out, um, you know, typical. Now, if they have an absorbent am- amount of hair, you're going to have to adjust for that. But that's the starting point. And so are you saying 60 grams of just color? Or are you saying 60 grams of color and developer mixed? I'm saying total. But again, it has to go according to your color line. It has to go how you mix. Sure. Um, we always did ours total. So color and developer mixed would be 60 grams for us. Um, but it's going to vary in your salon, you know, based on what you're using and how you weigh out your color. Sure. Um, because I know 
there are other brands that just weigh the color itself and then the developers is extra, right? Um, but we were doing it total. And so having a chart out, that really helps, you know, how many scoops are you using and what's included in your pricing for lightener, for highlights? You know, if they have, you know, is it two scoops that is pretty standard for a partial or for a full or for a balayage? You know, having a list of that out, it's going to vary, of course, but these are just starting points. We, actually, um, um, we know a salon, what they do is the actual salon weighs out like one scoop and puts it in like these tiny like mason jars and yes. then they just kind of hand them out. And then, so whenever, um, so whenever uh, like the hairdresser has to go and get another one, then they charge that to the, uh, to the client. Does that make yes. sense as opposed to just pulling out the scoops? They actually put it in like, they're like little mason jars or something, weren't they? Something like that. Like the Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. And I've also seen salons put them in the little, um, the, uh, the plastic, they're like jello shots, but large, you know, with the lids. Right, right, exactly. They put them in there as well, and they kind of, they, they measure them out. So, yes, if you're using extra, that's what, kind of what I was saying. So, if you have, you know what's included in your pricing, say it's two of those, right, for your lightener. Now, if you're going to use a third, now you're going to add an extra $20 for that bowl. So, it's knowing what's included and having, you know, communicating this with your stylist so they know what they're going to be using, whether it's color or lightener. That really helps. That helps. That's, that's the one thing, just having a chart that's listed out so everybody knows what they should be mixing. And then writing it out. So when you have a new client coming in, you know, there's, it's always a, a good thing to have all of these formulas listed in the computer. And so if you say you mixed 60 grams for, you know, Susie, and you notice that you had extra color left over, you can actually weigh that color to see what was left over. And then you can deduct that off of her, you know, put that in her chart that you were over by this, and then you can take it off for her next service. So you're not like using 60 grams, 60 grams, and every single time you're wasting 20 grams, right? Because you haven't adjusted the formula. Mm -hmm. So I'm really big on um, a good way to do this. And I'm sure there are are other ways to do it. Uh, We had a computer system that had a note section. So we would always put all of the formulas in the note section, but we also had a notebook back by the color scales and we would write out the name of the client and then what we used and how much everything weighed out. And then the receptionist would transfer that into their file. Um, so, you know, there's ways that, you know, salons have computers in their back room and you can actually do that and, and type that in as you go. But, you know, if you're busy, you don't have time for that, right? right. So um, the receptionist can come in, you know, handy. But those are some ways, you know, to, I, you know, I've heard of stories where people are weighing their waste. You know, they'll take a whole week of color and lightener and, and they weigh it. They put it in a, in a box and they weigh it to see how much um, waste it is. But more so it's for the stylist to be mindful of how much they're mixing. And I would always say, you know, err on the side of caution and mix light because you can always go back and mix more, right? It's not like, oh, let's, this looks like it's going to take five scoops and then you're pounding in the lightener. Now you have a whole bowl that is wasted. And I know salon, salon owners, believe me, I know your pain because I would see waste and I'd be like, ching ching like I'm just seeing dollars, right? Like going down the drain. So, um, so I get that. So those are two tips that you can do for, um, you know, for waste. 
you know, on that, um, I got the greatest piece of advice from from a guy that actually Tony and I worked for named uh, Reg Laws. And um, what Reggie told me, and, and again, it sticks in my head all the time whenever I mix color, but he said, you know, whenever you over mix color, whenever you're throwing color away, the only people that are making money are the color companies. You know, the salon's not making money at that point. You certainly aren't making money at that point. And um, literally every time I mix up a bowl, that's kind of someplace in my head about like, okay, you know, like let's be conservative on, on how much we mix. And I still feel like I mix too much and I'm actually pretty good at it. Yeah, as a commission stylist, uh, you know, I don't think I truly appreciated uh, this advice until I became a sweet owner myself, right? So Completely. if you can become, as a, a commission stylist, mindful of, of the salon owner and his expenses, mm -hmm. that, I mean, that just creates a lot more profit for everybody, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're going to see that in, in your shop. Completely. I mean, like, like Nina said, I mean, um, most salons or most businesses really run like, a, you know, run really tight. You know, there's just not a lot of money there. So if they can save, uh, and by the way, colors only get more and more expensive. I mean, it's, it's, yes. it's almost $10 a tube now. Mm -hmm. you know, think about how many $10 tubes are wasted, like she said, at the end of the week. Wow. You know, I mean, that, that's, it, it's just, it, it's getting really, really crazy. Um, you know, the cost of that stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, so uh, consumables, what, what are the consumables uh, should we be aware of? So obviously it, the, main, the main problem with overspending is, is color tubes because if you have the, the whole, the mentality of, okay, we have five, seven ends on the shelf and we use two for the month. So we're going to take those two off, boom, they're done. We use them and now we're going to reorder two because we used two right? You know, this is how, this is how we, we function. And a lot of it has to do with being busy. But what I recommend doing is every quarter is pulling your reports to see how many color tubes you're actually using against what you're ordering and either increasing or decreasing the on-hand quantities of your color. So if you have a tube like say 8RC, 8RC was a color that we never used. We had it on the shelves for years, right? And early in my days, as I was doing the same thing, I was pulling a tube and I was restocking it. I was pulling it and restocking it until I started to get on the system. And if you have three 8RCs and you're never using them, and then one month you use one of those tubes, don't restock it because you're not using the rest. There's two tubes that are sitting there and they'll probably be there for a year, right? So every quarter, it's great to go through and see what you're ordering and what you're actually against what you're, um, what you're using. That way you are decreasing like for the, you know, for the fall months, when you get into the four ends, five ends, the mochas, you know, the three ends, the deeper, richer colors, you may have to increase those quantities on hand if you start to notice that you're running out of them. And it's being consistently on top of it. So you're not just filling tubes. So now you have all these eight RCs that are sitting on the shelf and it's wasted money. It, it could, it's dollars that could be used in other areas that you need that money to be used in is what I'm saying. Do you have any systems in place or do you use any systems or recommend any systems that, um, for, uh, for tracking what you're using? So I know there are a lot of point of sale systems now that you can actually track your color tubes. And, you know, I personally didn't, I didn't use that because I didn't have my consumable goods that were in my computer system. But now there are systems that are allowing you to do that where you can track, you know, the color tubes that you're using. And, and, you know, this is, it's one of those things because it's not like you're, you can scan the color tubes. Now they have, they're barcoded. Um, but if not, you would have to really do it manually. 
right? People are taking, you know, you can take tabs off, you know, every time you use a color tube, you take the tab off, you throw it in a bin. So now you can see what you're using for the month, but that's not really telling you that may be telling you what you're using for the month, but you also have to look and see what you're ordering too and what your on, on hand quantities are. But I know point of sale systems are very, very helpful in keeping those color tubes and lightener and developer and all of that, you know, on point. So you're not overspending. But back to, to what she was saying earlier, uh, as she was talking about, you know, taking one tube off and if you don't use it, you don't necessarily need to order it. I, I, I do that with product all the time because I got to have a certain amount of each one on the shelf and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then there's, there's one or two, three products because you have the whole line that you don't necessarily sell that much. And then but when there's one missing, I order one. <laughs> <just so> I <laughs> have, I'm so guilty of that. I mean, even like when she said, like, you know, when, when there's money on the shelves, it's money out of the business, right? I don't know if she said that, but I just gave you that quote. If you yeah, know. no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if it's on the shelf, it's out of the business. Um, like as a colorist, I have pucks that I've had on my, on my retail thing that I've never sold in three years. Yes. You know, like, and I don't, I, I'm immediately, I'm thinking like, do I just get rid of the pucks? But like you said, like, I kind of like the way it works in the, you know, the lineup, <laughs> you right. know? It's true. It's true. If you have, you know, like I'm very, um, I kind of have OCD tendencies. So I know exactly what you're saying. When you have that little hole, when you take that bottle off the shelf, right? I would always go up and I had all my, my team doing this too. Like guys, when you sell one, make sure you move it up. So there's not a hole in there, but it's that mental, that thought of thinking, Oh my God, we sold one. What if we run out of them now that everybody's going to want these pucks. Right. And it never happens. And so it's the feeling of, of having all of the retail that we need, but in all actuality, those are dollars that could be put into other parts of your business. So in your, um, into what you're saying, Corey, about the pucks. And let me tell you, I know about them because they used to sit on our shelves too. And what I recommend doing for that is every quarter, Every three months you go through and see, you know, what you're selling and what you're not selling. And I can tell you this, if you have not sold a product in 90 days, you need to move it, move it or lose it. I just, I just posted about this in my Facebook group for my salon owners and you move the product. You have a couple options. You can actually reach out to your vendor and see if they will swap it out for something that you are using a lot of. You can blow it out. You know, you can do a 30% off sale and put it, you know, as a, as a, uh, impulse item on your desk to sell it and see how that goes first. And if you're not moving it in a couple weeks, then blow that baby out 50% off, just move it just so you can recoup the money that you spent on the product. So that way you can take that money and put it back into your business. But retail is, it's so tough because we have this, we want our shelves to look full. Nothing is worse than seeing a salon with retail shelves that are empty. However, you do have to stock your shelves with things that are moving. So you're constantly making money and that money, I know salons that have thousands and thousands of dollars that are just sitting, sitting there. That money could be used in marketing or advertising or education for your team. So just things to be mindful of when you're thinking about thinking about that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other ones that, uh, that I know are a challenge is like what Tony said was, uh, was like back bar and like foils. Can we attack those? Yeah. Back bar and foils. So, you know, in terms of it, this is, this is a tough one. Again, it's the on hand quantity. You know, how many are you going, how many boxes of, of foil are you going through in a month? And 
it depends. You know, if, if you're in a suite, you have better control of that quality, um, quantity control because it's just you. But when we're talking about a commission salon owner, when you're managing six, seven, eight, nine, ten people, you're going through foils. You have to really be mindful of how many boxes you're going through and having, you should really have either an Excel sheet or a list from your product company that you have all of your foil, your, um, your, uh, your cotton, your waxing sticks, everything should be itemized out on there and you should have an on-hand quantity. And typically it won't fluctuate too much when we're talking about foils because that's, I always feel like buying that in bulk is key. If you can get foils in bulk, do it. Gloves, get them in bulk because it's never going to waste. You're always going to go through them. Um, but just paying attention to your on-hand quantities and knowing how much you're going through every single month so you're not wasting. We're going to look at March's um, revenue and we're going to take 6% of that revenue from the month prior. And then boom, now we have our new month that we get to spend and it's 6%. And guys, you will be so shocked when you see what 6% actually is in comparison to what you're spending. I can, I can make a guesstimate that most of the salon owners that I've been working with, they double. They're spending between 12 and 15% on their supplies instead of that six. And guess what? Now they're cutting into their profit margins. And like I said in the beginning, we run so tight on the profit margins. So every dollar counts, every percentage counts. Now I'm not saying you may go over that on occasion. It happens. You know, if you go over and it's 7%, okay. Like if you need stuff, you need stuff. Don't run lean. You don't want to run out of product. Nothing is worse than having a bunch of stylists be so upset because they're mixing 10N and 1N to get somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Like that's the worst. Um, but you do have to be mindful and spend your money wisely on the things that you are actually using. That's why you have to pay attention and cut back on the things that you're not using. Now, if we're to jump in and talk about um, suite owners and renters. Hold on for one second. Uh, I yes. just, just to clarify. So that 6% is, is consumables. That doesn't include retail that's on the shelf. That does not include your retail. Okay. Nope, so that's it's the just stuff your back not, bar. Stuff you're not going to be selling, you know, outright. Correct. Okay, cool. Yes. Yep. Um, so if we jump into the uh, renters and suite owners, because they, they run on a different platform and a different business model. So you guys get 15% to spend on your supplies. So 15 to spend on your consumables, back bar, color, liters of shampoo, towels, foil, cotton, all of that stuff. You get 15% of your total revenue. And it's the same thing with the budget. You look at your month prior and you take 15% of that and that's what you get to spend on your upcoming month. Sweet, man. That's pretty cool. So 15%. I think I need to spend more money, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm probably wasting money elsewhere. So it's probably yeah, don't, don't get crazy. Don't feel like you have to spend that. <laughs> Tony's going to, Corey's going to go on a shopping spree and like spend all his money. Like I didn't spend 15% this month. <laughs> oh dude, I know my rent is way over what it's supposed to be percentage wise. So uh, me staying at 6% here my, <laughs> might help me out. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It is. It's like a seesaw. You know, you're, you're balancing your percentage. If, if you're spending over in your rent or you're spending over in marketing, then you have to compensate for that somewhere else. So if you're, if it really is like a chessboard, you know, you're, you're kind of, where am I overspending? Where can I cut? You know, and then you have your fixed expenses, which don't change, which is typically your rent. You're working around that rent because that's never going to change. And if it changes, it's only going up. It's not going down. Right. 
We, uh, I, so uh, what I do is I buy like actually a year worth of foils um, mm-hmm. in January. Bro, was I shocked that uh, foils have gone up 20% this year. I'm sure. Really, really expensive, man. I was like, what? Like the guy, <laughs> you know, because I looked at it from last year, what I spent last year. And then I, I was like, well, why is it so expensive? And then, you know, the guy let me know why it's so expensive. But we won't get into that today. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the other thing, too. Can I add something quickly? Yeah, yeah, please. Make sure that you, when you're ordering, make sure that you're ordering and you stay on a consistent ordering schedule. This is the other thing. So this is how we limit going to your beauty supply and shopping every other day or once a week. Uh, Stay on an ordering schedule. So if you like to order once a week and that's where you live, then do it. If you want to go biweekly or monthly, whatever works best for your business, but stick to it because You can't just order when you feel like you need something. That's why you are always having to pay attention to your on-hand quantities and increasing and decreasing. But if you go out every week and you order stuff just like on a whim, like, ah, I feel like I need a couple tubes of this today and I'm running it. That's where you get into trouble and that's where you start overspending. So it's just being more mindful and sticking to an ordering schedule. Awesome. So do do you, I guess you you would break that six or 15% down over you know, multiply it or divide it by four. I mean, correct. If you're going to order weekly, yes, then you're going to break that down. And that's what you get to order every week. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. That's what I do. do. Every Monday, every Monday I'm at the store because I hate, you know what I hate to pay for? Well, first off, we have a store right near us, so it's very easy to get to, but uh, I hate paying for shipping because it's it's $20 for like, whether it's a bottle of shampoo or whether it's a thousand dollars or $10,000. dollars two tubes of color. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I know. I hear you. And you know what? If you're going to go to the store, listen, I'm not opposed to you going to the store, but go to the store with your on-hand quantity in hand and a list, Mm -hmm. knowing exactly what you're spending and that budget in front of you so you don't wander. Now you start to fly off into the retail section where now you're like, oh, I feel like the shelf may be empty. Why don't I buy this? And oh, this is new. It's like you can't control yourself. You know, it's like going into Nordstrom shoe store, like you go nuts, you know, and then all of a sudden everybody's bringing you out all of these things like you should try this and you should try that. You got to stay true to that budget, stick to it and have a list of what you're purchasing and put your blinders on (laughs) and just get through it. Okay. All right, Salon owner. So what's your conversation with your, with your, uh, with your, uh, support team and what's your conversation with your hairstylist about like not wasting back bar, like as far as like shampoo and conditioners and, and, and treatments and stuff. So this is a meeting conversation. You know, I really recommend that you sit down and have a monthly meeting with your team and have the conversation. Okay. Listen, guys, we use, this is the product line that we're using. Obviously it's very concentrated. You really don't need to use 13 pumps for one pixie cut. You know, let's get real about it. So, you know, usually it could be two pumps for this or, you know, a couple pumps if they have extra hair. But when you're talking about treatments, those are actually really good to measure out too. So like the little cups that I talked about before, those little um, jello shot cups with the lids, you can actually measure out those treatments. So you know exactly what your costs are when you're using, you know, for, for your treatments. So it's not like someone is there pumping, you know, 14 pumps for their uh, treatment for their conditioning treatment. You can actually have them lined up where, okay, if someone has short hair, they get one of those cups. If they have medium hair, they use two of the cups. And if they have extra long, thick hair, then they use three of those cups. And then you can price it accordingly. Um, but I always find that having everything measured out is key when it comes to these treatments and just, it really is keeping your team mindful 
of how much shampoo they're using, how much conditioner they're using. And it really, I mean, we know it's just a pump or two. That's really all that you need. I mean, if someone has extra long hair, maybe they get an extra one. But I think when you start to see that your stylists are overusing, that's time for a meeting. And that's time to address the situation, um, you know, with the team as a whole. Management style, would you address just that person or would you address, or would you address it as, as a salon? So great question. If you notice that it is just one stylist that is overusing, I'm a big believer in that. That's kind of like a one-on-one coaching session. Come into my office. Let's talk about this. I noticed that you're, you know, you're overusing a little bit. Um, Let me share, you know, the costs and how we do things here just so they understand. Um, But if you notice that the majority of the team is on the wagon of overusing, then I would just say, Hey, listen, let's just have a, you know, a little meeting about this and, and talk about this and really address the situation and share with them. I, I believe that sharing information like costs with your team mm-hmm. are important. I'm not saying go into all detail about what your expenses are and how much you're paying on this and that, but when it comes down to cost of goods in terms of what your pricing is, you know, pricing per minute and all of that stuff and how you incorporate your cost into that. I think it's very fair and honest to share with your team so they know exactly what goes into it. So they don't think that you're just being a pain, right? You're just being that owner that's a pain in the ass. Like, hey, don't use that. You know, I think there really always has to be facts behind it, you know, to back your truth up. Well, once again, Nina, I love, I love that you're the, you're the lady with the percentages. I love that stuff, man. Um, Dude, thanks a lot, man. I think that uh, I think there's a lot to gain out of this. Of course, thank you. Absolutely. So uh, once again, Nina, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day. Please do me you. Hey, hey. So there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring. I don't know for the last couple of months. Actually, since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.